Welcome to That's Good Sports. I'm Brandon. All we can do is laugh. <laughs> Perna. You know what I needed after that game? A drink. And I hit the whiskey. But what I really wanted to drink was... Poison, poison, poison. I am completely out of excuses. Which is rare, because I have been coming up with excuses for not paying my mortgage for years. And just like Tom Brady, I'm still here. We're still here! Or am I just like Joaquin Phoenix? I don't know, the Broncos are 0-4 after the jockstrap king pulled several unfathomable plays out of said jockstrap to beat the Broncos 26-24. The worst part is Minshew destroyed the love I saw when Garrett Bowles tried to kiss Joe Flacco through his helmet. You're a love destroyer, jockstrap king! If you're with me, put your leg up on the railing and clap with it. This is a review of Broncos Jags. That's good sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-order menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. The best part is, they are affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400 US American dollars of the United States. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your first total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, the shipping is free. That's Indochino.com with the promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Unless, of course, you are shrunk like the kids in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and they didn't shrink your clothing. Jags running back Leonard Fournette nearly killed Jags left tackle Cam Robinson on the sideline for almost costing the Jaguars field position with an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty before the final game-winning kick. Sort of crazy how Jacksonville's 2017 drafted left tackle mirrors one Garrett Bowles. Uh, this was a happier Fournette after the game on the Jockstrap King. He used to be in the locker room stretching in a, in a Jockstrap. Right. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what I mean? He must think he must think we're still in college. That's, that's some college things. You know what I mean? But that's his ritual, and uh, I'm used to it now. He didn't put a stop to that? I mean, whatever make him throw 88%, he can have it. So I'm not going to stop him. Now the Broncos jumped out to an early 14-3 lead. The offense appeared to be clicking and finishing drives with touchdowns. Noah Fant, before making his 1-2 big mistakes, caught a screen pass that went for a touchdown, which the announcers tried to poo-poo on, saying something about an ineligible man downfield. These linemen drift down the field. They're probably down illegally. Doesn't get called. Hey, announcer, shut the hell up. If you were any good, you wouldn't be calling this game. Oh, that's Hall of Famer James Lofton? I don't care. Later, after Emmanuel Sanders spun his way for a 30-yard gain, Cortland Sutton found the end zone for a touchdown, the first in Denver of his career. Things felt right in Mile High. I felt good. But just like any high, I came 
crashing down when the man with the mustache started pounding on my car door yelling, wake up, wake up, your car is running and you're parked on the sidewalk. Oh, I'm sorry, officer. I just wanted some Chuck E. Cheese. But let's be honest. I did everything I could to help the Broncos win. I summoned the spirit of Pat Bowen. I didn't let my love of Gardner Minshew affect my game pick. And I complimented Josh Snow Stark Lambo in hopes of hexing him. And the Broncos got deja vu dickhold, which is just a vulgar way of saying an unfunny Groundhog Day. We are living in the real-life version of a bad Groundhog's Day. Like if they had cast Rob Schneider instead of Bill Murray. Everyone is looking for someone to blame. Is it Joe Flacco for throwing an interception right before half that cost not only the Broncos points, but gave Jacksonville three? Is it the officials for calling roughing the passer with less than two minutes in the game again, just like they did to Chubb against the Bears? Is it John Elway for finally outliving his GM buffer zone because GMing is a lot harder without Peyton Manning? Well, personally, I blame Archie Manning for not giving Peyton Manning the same stupid, impressive DNA that Tom Brady's dad gave to him. Had Archie eaten just a little less fried catfish in his day, maybe Peyton Manning's body would have held up for another two to three years. Matt Nunez dug a bit deeper and said we should blame John Elway for selfishly winning a Super Bowl in 1997 instead of tanking for Peyton Manning in the first place. And that is hard to argue. Kicker Brandon McManus showed up to the game looking like this, clearly doing everything in his power to try and stop Gardner Minshew. Didn't work, but it did bring the boot-licking Jags fans out of the woodwork. Sorry, I meant boot-drinking Jags fans. It's okay, Jags fans, you're in Colorado now. We have cups to drink from. You don't need a boot to try and filter out the meth that is in your typical drinking Jacksonville water. Peyton Manning met a legend before the game. Seeing those two shaking hands is like seeing Coors Light shake hands with Glenn Fittich. Yeah, pretty cool. I predicted Denver would end their sack drought, which would be bad for Gardner but also good for a gardener. Sometimes I hate how goddamn good I am at this. Now presenting the saddest balls back sack attack these boys hold nothing back segment you've ever seen. You got chubbed, sort of. Sacks are more important than wins. Everyone knows that. Von Miller got his 99th and 100th sacks. He is the fourth fastest player to get to 100. And I'm not really sure why his 40 time is relevant, but very nice. The drought I didn't predict to come to an end was the drought of Leonard Fournette sucking. Sorry, I meant not being a disappointment on the field for everyone in Jacksonville, including his coaches and teammates and trainers, and also off the field to his entire family and all of his imaginary friends. I didn't see that changing. Denver got rid of Vance Joseph, but his coaching bad habits are still here. Week 4, 2019, Leonard Fournette grounds out 225 yards, about 50 more than he combined for all season. Week 5, 2018, Isaiah Crowell, 219 yards, and Belial Powell, 99 in the same game. Even more sickening, it was Sam Darnold as a rookie with three touchdowns, just like Minshew throwing two touchdowns and zero picks. It's the Rob Schneider Groundhog Day, and we're living it.
The game turned sour on the terrible Joe Flacco interception before halftime. That was the Jags' first pick of the season, another drought I was unaware of. Denver was probably going to score here. Instead, the Jags get three after left tackle Cam Robinson felt up Bradley Chubb's face like they were on a blind date. Like literally blind. Helen Keller in Ray Charles style date. That penalty negated a DJ Shark touchdown pass as the curse of left tackle was transferred to the Jags. A curse they ultimately handled much better than the Broncos. Those three points were costly, but not as costly as Jacksonville coming out of halftime and methodically driving down the field and eating 10 minutes off the clock and finishing with the touchdown. That drive did two things. It wore out an already depth-depleted defense who probably doesn't rotate enough up front, and it made the offense forget that they had actually been playing well to that point. Now, some say Joe Flacco huffs paint at halftime. Here's the evidence which is why the defense was trying to give him time to sober up. Five minutes into that long drive, Gardner Minshew started to channel his inner Beowulf. He may look like a poor man's Patrick Mahomes doing these things, but escaping pressure, rolling right, directing traffic, and completing passes for first downs on third and 14s, that's real QB shit as Tony Romo might say. Minshew ends a 10 plus minute drive by avoiding 10 plus sacks before finally putting me out of my misery and throwing a touchdown pass to Ryquel Armstead. Who? Who the fuck is that? The Jags are pulling guys out of the stands and Minshew is hitting them for touchdowns. Just incredible. Minshew magic! Here's the real problem with the Broncos. They play complimentary football too well. The defense sucked coming out of halftime and the offense sucked coming out of halftime. I hate complimentary football. Essentially, going three and out after that long drive is the worst thing you can do as a team. Check that, the worst thing you can do is give up an 81-yard run to Leonard Fournette with the Jags offense backed up on the five-yard line. Will Parks and Todd Davis both with bad misses on that run. Denver could have tried to control the ball too on offense, but Phillip Lindsay only got nine carries despite averaging over five yards when he did get it. I do have suggestions to help though. Why don't the Broncos put something other than oxygen in the tanks for the opposing team. Poison, poison, poison. There's no rule that says you have to give the other team oxygen. Laughing gas might actually explain why Bradley Chubb's enthusiasm for false starts is through the roof. The truth is that Jacksonville is built to beat the Broncos by being the one team to employ more players who loved the Broncos growing up than the actual Broncos. Campbell, a diehard Denver Broncos fan as a kid, Terrell Davis, his favorite player of all time. Andrew Wingard has come in at safety. What a dream come true this must be for the rookie out of Wyoming. He grew up in Arvada, Colorado. A big Broncos fan said he used to drive by the stadium and dream of playing in it. It's also hard for me to put all the blame on Joe Flacco. Yes, in two losses, he's thrown two terrible interceptions that cost the Broncos at least three points. But he also led what should have been game-winning touchdown drives that left less than two minutes on the clock for guys like Mitch Trubisky and Gardner Minshew to respond. Next time, maybe Denver will call at least one running play before firing the easy lead-taking touchdown pass to Cortland Sutton. Of course, you want to score, 
But you need some self-awareness too, okay guys? You just know the defense won't stop the offense in less than two minutes. What's sad is I had no confidence the Broncos defense would stop Jacksonville on the final drive. Something just felt wrong. Like when I noticed that Garrett Bowles hadn't had a hold for the entire game. Truly, we are in another reality with Rob fucking Schneider. Hello, darkness, mild friend. I've come to rough the passer again. And I feel bad for the Broncos. I really do. Because upon further review, they got fucked by the refs on the final drive. Von Miller's arm hits Gardner Minshew in the chest, not the face like it was claimed. And again, the defense needed a big play and they made one. It was Von Miller here with Bradley Chubb and or Draymond Jones. Not sure who knocked the ball loose, but the defense made a play only to have it taken away. The difference though between Minshew and Trubisky in this situation is Minshew picked the ball off the ground and then fired a completion before being hit. That was incredible regardless of the phantom roughing call, and I don't even know if the Broncos would have stopped him had that penalty not been called. But it sucks. And then, Josh Lambeau nails the game winner despite 22 mile per hour winds blowing in his face. The Jags go to 2-2, two and two, the Broncos fall to 0-4, their worst start since 1999, and we learned that without their big three free agent acquisitions, the Broncos are just good enough to lose to the Jags. And the worst part? Oh, you didn't think it could get any worse for the Broncos? Bradley Chubb tore his ACL during the game, will be out for the remainder of the season. Hand it to Chubb, he's so tough he didn't even fucking realize he tore his ACL until today. Just terrible news, I'll cover that more in the next episode that should be up later tonight. But Godspeed, Bradley. Godspeed and a healthy recovery. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. Again, that's the only thing that gives me any hope in this world is your subscription to this channel. It is free, as is watching a football game from home on your television, only to be betrayed by a final score. And follow my writing partner at WillKey6 on Twitter as well. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.